Good morning, everyone. I'm R.W. Estella with a word in Edgewise. Today is the 30th of January, the 30th day of 2023, with 335 days of promise ahead of us until 2024. Poet John Updike tells us, The days are short, the sun a spark, hung thin between the dark and dark. Fat, snowy footsteps track the floor, milk bottles burst outside the door. A river is a frozen place, held still beneath the trees of lace. The sky is low, the wind is gray, the radiator purrs all day. Heavenward tonight in the southeast sky, the waxing gibbous moon keeps company with the red planet Mars and the bright, fiery red star Aldebaran, the eye of Taurus, the bull. This coming Sunday, we'll have February's full moon, known synchronously as the snow moon, and variously otherwise as the bald eagle moon, the black bear moon, the raccoon moon, the groundhog moon, the goose moon, the bony moon, and the hungry moon. On a larger scale this past week, the second dark energy camera plane survey of the southern galactic plane of the Milky Way was released by Noir Lab concerning the recent work from the Cerro Tololo Inter-American Observatory in Chile which took two years to complete and presents a survey of the Milky Way galaxy that includes approximately 3.2 billion different objects, ranging from stars to planets to nebulae. For India, soon to be the most populous country on Earth, today is Martyr's Day, as January 30th is the death anniversary of Mohandas Gandhi. Today in 1647, nine months of negotiations after Scottish Presbyterians sold captured King Charles I to the English Parliament for around 100,000 English pounds. Today in 1649, King Charles I was beheaded outside the banqueting house in Whitehall, London. Today in 1661, the body of Oliver Cromwell, Lord Protector of the Commonwealth of England, who had died two years earlier, was exhumed and ritually executed by first being hung in chains, then his head was cut off and displayed on a pole outside Westminster Hall until 1685, afterwards being owned by various people included in document sales. Today in 1815, the burned U.S. Library of Congress was reestablished with 6,500 volumes previously belonging to Thomas Jefferson. Today in 1818, English romantic poet John Keats composed his sonnet, When I Have Fears. Today in 1835, shootist Richard Lawrence misfired at President Andrew Jackson in Washington, D.C., marking the first attempted assassination of a U.S. president. Today in 1873, Jules Verne's Around the World in 80 Days was published in France by Pierre-Jules Hetzel. This week in 1924 in Chamonix, France, the first Winter Olympics were held. Today in 1931, Charlie Chaplin's City Lights premiered at Los Angeles Theater. Today in 1935, poet Ezra Pound met Benito Mussolini, who listened to a draft of Pound's The Cantos.
Today in 1956, Elvis Presley recorded his cover version of Carl Perkins's Blue Suede Shoes. Today in 1961, Patsy Cline's I Fall to Pieces was released, soon to become Billboard's Song of the Year. Meanwhile, as some people's health is falling to pieces, the New York Times recently comments, The average number of deaths due to COVID announced each day has remained at or above 500 for most of January, a troublingly high figure that is about to double the number of daily deaths typically seen in a bad flu season meaning at least 3,500 people died this past week from COVID in the U.S. Not a big number, perhaps, unless someone close to you has succumbed to COVID, or perhaps, think of it this way, every two and a half minutes last week, someone died from COVID. Sound like the pandemic's over? Moreover, here in Orono, spring semester classes are now only in their third week, but my girlfriend and I are already receiving numerous emails from students who have lately tested positive for COVID. Unfortunately, the University of Maine administration continues in 2023 to approach the question of COVID on campus ambivalently, stating in its official pronouncement that masks are welcome, but required only at the individual professor's request. Therefore, many classes have enrollments that are totally unmasked, and some have enrollments that are required to wear masks. Guess, guess which ones contribute more to the increasingly transmissible variants of COVID gracing us this year? To date, the country has had 104 million cumulative reported cases of COVID since the first reported instances of the disease on January 21, 2020. Ultimately, the U.S. continues to be the world's leader in COVID, proving we are the most hospitable people to the virus, engendering 16% of the world's 671 million cases when we're only 4% of the world's population. Two million of the world's 671 million reported cases were recorded this past week. Elsewhere on the planet, major industrialized nations continue to hold second through seventh places in cumulative numbers of infection, respectively India, France, Germany, Brazil, Japan, and South Korea. On the fatal front globally, current numbers of deaths due to COVID are officially at 6.9 million, while COVID deaths here in the United States, according to Johns Hopkins and other credible sources, are presently at 1.2 million. Worldwide, more than 13.3 billion doses of vaccine have been administered. But remember, only 68% of all Americans are vaccinated, and only half of those vaccinated have had a minimum of one booster shot since. Today in 1882 in Hyde Park, New York, Franklin Delano Roosevelt was born to a rich and influential family known to have many connections. Even before Franklin Roosevelt became the 32nd president of the United States in 1933, he was already related through blood or marriage to 11 other U.S. presidents, those being Washington, both Adamses, Madison, Van Buren, both Harrisons, Taylor, Grant, Teddy Roosevelt, and Taft. Opening his first inaugural address in 1933, entering the fourth year of the American Depression, Roosevelt embellished a line from 19th century American romantic Henry David Thoreau, whose journal entry for 7 September 1851 read... Nothing is so much to be feared as fear, which Roosevelt, more than 80 years later, would render as the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Today is also the birthday in 59 B.C. of Livia, 
wife of and advisor to Roman Emperor Augustus and mother of Emperor Tiberius, in 1615 of American colonial settler Thomas Rolfe, only child of Pocahontas and John Rolfe, in 1866 of American artist, critic, and poet Gillette Burgess, in 1922 of American comedian Dick Martin, in 1925 of American actress Dorothy Malone, in 1930 of American actor Gene Hackman, in 1933 of American journalist Louis Rookheiser, in 1937 of English actress Vanessa Redgrave and Russian chess grandmaster Boris Spassky, in 1941 of American politician Dick Cheney, in 1942 of American singer Marty Balin, and in 1951 of English singer, songwriter, and drummer Phil Collins. From Orono, Maine, I'm R.W. Estella with a word in edgewise. Here's to the seventh week of winter, to the fifth week of the new year, and to the continuing adventures of the confidential document hunters.